This is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. All things Cleveland sports with your host, John Suchan. Good evening and welcome to another of, that's right, the Johnny Cleveland podcast. We are coming to you on the new Fanatical Elves Network. We are excited to be here and we have part of our new team, which I'm very excited to get to talk to today on this next up, on this latest edition. So we welcome, uh, we've got Steve Gill. And Joel Cade, and uh, they are part of our new Fanatical Elves Network here, uh, part of Fans First Sports Network. We kind of talked a little bit about this last week, and we're going to, we are, the, us three, we're part of this new team, and we've got some other guys on the group that are going to be doing some other shows. Excited to have everybody aboard and glad to see you here. Uh, Steve and Joel, good evening. How are you? Excellent. Howdy. Excellent. Let me just kind of give you a little bit of a rundown and then I'll give, let, let Steve and Joel kind of uh, chat a little bit about who they are. Um, I know that I've known these guys for a little bit of time. Uh, Steve and has written for Cleveland sports talk also has his own blog. And Steve and I have done a couple podcasts in the past, uh, die hard, Browns fan all the way down south there in uh, the great state of Tennessee. And uh, Joel, um, Joel has, is a great contributor to Dog Pound Daily, a great writer, very insightful, and uh, have in, really enjoyed reading some of his material there. He writes, for, like I said, Dog Pound Daily, part of Fan Sided. So welcome to the both of you. Uh, Steve, I just wanted, if you have anything you'd like to share out before we get, we, we start tackling all these uh deep Cleveland Brown uh, topics. Um, lifelong Browns fan. Um, saw Jim Brown play when I was a kid. My dad always had tickets. Uh, living in Nashville, Tennessee hasn't deterred me from being a diehard uh, former president of the Middle Tennessee Browns backers. Um, there's a hardcore group down here. I always have utmost respect for Browns fans, but even more for Browns fans who live in other NFL team cities. Because uh, we got to put up with a lot of crap. But yes, uh, we do. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll, it's Browns forever for me. So, well, you know, I was out there in Kansas. I always say on, on this show, you know, and uh, I was the, the the Browns backers president of the Wichita Oz chapter, and uh, we were a hearty Oz, bunch. I love it. We were a hearty bunch. It. Yeah, we had the uh, the dirty dozen. We would call the guys that would sit around the big uh, table drinking beers and brews, and there were about you know thirteen of them. They'd they'd be there every Sunday, so for for years. But Steve, it's great to have you on the show, and great to have you contributing um, with all all the things, that you, all your knowledge about the Browns and the history and, and moving forward. So uh, really glad that you're part of this team. Hi, Joel. How are you? I'm doing all right. Excellent. I, uh, no idea how I'm going to follow that pedigree. Uh, kind of <laughs> man. So um, I'll tell myself I actually grew up a Bengals fan. Boo. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of living in uh, um, alternate territories, I live in the Cincinnati area, so I get all the Bengals fans, Bengals games, Bengals everything. But when I was in college, I lived. I went to college in the Chicago area. Okay. Um, actually, I went to college where the Bears naturally train now. Oh. Um, and during my time there, the Browns ended up leaving. And of course, I'm the, the Ohio guy, so everybody wants to know what I know about the Browns. And yes. Uh, you know, latched on. Knew I had I had to get my Browns uh, knowledge together. And then when they yes. came back, and I was like, you know what? I'm just a Browns fan. I mean, really, you just wake up one morning and you realize you're a Browns fan. And you don't care about anybody else. You know? <laughs> so that, that's kind of how it worked for me. So I've been a, a Browns fan since. Um, I played football in college. Um, coached football, coached Pee Wee Junior High, High School, coached college football. You know, um, I played and coached offensive line, defensive line. Okay. So I like to talk about those kinds of things. Um, you know? Well, have, like you gotten, to- have you gotten a phone call from – have you gotten a phone call from the Browns this this, this off season, by the way, no, for the offensive line? Pretty smart crew, so they know not to talk to me. <laughs> you know, if they ever wanted my opinion, they can just go to Dog Pound Daily and, and read my. Opinion. That's right. That's right. I love your writing. Both of you guys are excellent writers. Read you guys every week, and um, just you know, we've just really we got some really good guys here on this network. Um, I had a chance to talk to some of the other folks, part of the Fan First Network, uh, last night. Some of the folks that are really started this up you know i explained in the last podcast how a lot of these guys came over from the sb nation part of fox sports with their podcasting and they've um they kind of el- went through, uh, eliminated a lot of that podcasting there they've come over created this brand new wonderful uh new network and we're trying to spread the word so if you're out there you're listening to this uh follow us fo- follow our um Twitter page. It's the Elves Network at Elves, E-L-F-Z Network. Uh, follow <laughs> Fans First Network. There's a lot of great affiliates across the country. Just had a you know t- opportunity to talk to those horrible uh, Steeler fans. You know, they're, they, they, they've got quite, quite the program there. Got to meet some of the uh, Saints, the Cowboys uh, affiliates. So even had some of those uh, terrible bangles there that last night. We, we talked to them a you little mean bit. But... Displaced Reds fans, yeah. Displaced Reds fans. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice to have you on board. So let's talk some Browns right now. I guess, um, yeah. you know, we, we've had a lot of uh, really you know interesting moves here this offseason. I kind of talked about them a little bit last week, but you know, um, what are let's just Joel we'll start with you you know what are your and, and Steve you want to chime in at any point um you know the, the best moves that they've made so far what what do you like the most Joel you want to start we're talking for the Browns this off season yeah anything that best you're seeing move is Jim Schwartz <laughs> yes Jim Schwartz is the best move and I'm going to say this from a defensive line perspective you know we've been asking defensive linemen to play gap control shoot gaps and control the gaps. Now, yeah. for whatever reason, our defensive linemen shoot gaps and don't stop and control the gap. They just run into the backfield. Uh, maybe they're all taking their cues from Miles Garrett, who that's like his move. That's like his only move. Right. That's like his move. But what they've done is they failed to protect their linebackers because now these offensive linemen can run up and just 300-pound people beat up on 250-pound linebackers. The scheme never really made sense in yeah. the, for the players that they have. Okay. I mean, for example, 
Tommy Togiai out of Ohio State. Yeah. Was a great double gap player. Okay. That if you want, but it was a great double gap player at Ohio State. You get him in to the Browns, and then you ask him the single gap. Why are we doing this? Yeah. So I think getting Jim Schwartz, getting back to a double gap scheme on the front, is going to be a lot. Now, um, a double okay. gap scheme means when a defensive lineman can cover the A gap and the B gap, or the B gap and the C gap, depending on where they're lined up. So their job is to fire in the offensive lineman, determine how they're trying to be blocked, counter that, and run to the ball and make a play. As yeah. opposed to line up in a gap and run through the gap without getting blocked. It's a whole different mindset for defensive linemen. And I think it's better for the people that we have. Okay. Minus Miles Garrett. This will not play to Miles Garrett's strength. So it would be fascinating to see what Schwartz does and how yeah, he's going to do it, will he move him around more? Like, what do you what do you anticipate seeing? Uh, I think first you got to teach him how to play double gap schemes. Okay. If, if that's what you want to do with him, or you let him single gap and do his thing, and then plan everybody else around him. I get that right. concept too. Right. I don't know. I mean, you've got Ogbenaya. Is that how you say it? Ogbenaya. Um, oh, I don't. He's yeah. another. <laughs> he's another quick twitchy guy. Yes. So. You know, they've got to, like, find a way to get these quick, twitchy guys and big, fat guys that control the middle all working together. I think it's doable. Jim Schwartz is a good coach, and I think that's one of the best things they've done, period, in yeah. this organization for a long, long time. Oh, yeah. Greg Williams. Yeah. Um, Steve, what do you think as far as that move, those moves with Schwartz and what anything else that you see right off the top? First of all uh... – Joel stole my thunder. And second of all, now I want to run through a brick wall. But, uh, <laughs> ooh, let's go. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's those linemen, I like man. <laughs> I like both the coaching moves. Uh, yeah. Bubba Ventrone. Oh, yes. Uh, you you got to look at last year. Special teams cost this team at Ugh. least four games. At yeah. least. Maybe six. So... And then I've seen Jim Schwartz's defense here in Nashville when he when he was That's right. advising with the Titans and when he was coaching with the Titans. He can take a, a, an average to good player and make them very good. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. And you know it's a I am pumped on that. As for the players, I really wanted Juan Thornhill. Yeah. He was one of the guys yeah. I wanted. Yeah. And uh, Jordan Atkins, the tight end. Those are two guys that were on my offense defense wish list. I th- was and... it a surprise to the like the Browns it from the reading some of the reaction that that Atkins move, um, they weren't really looking at him that but that he was there and so it was a reasonable move for the Browns to make. I think it was a great move. He's a yeah. big physical tight end. I mean you're. <sighs> And plus, you got to add the other great thing, and Andrew Barry always pulls this off, the Elijah Moore trade. I mean, he essentially got Elijah Moore, if you look yeah. at the value charts, for a fourth-round pick. That's astonishing. Yes. I loved Elijah Moore when he came out of Ole Miss. I was hoping the mm-hmm. Browns would draft him. He's He's got close to right. a zero drop rate. He catches everything, and he can play outside, yes. inside. Last year with the Jets, I think he played – 51% outside, 49% inside the slot. So you can put them anywhere on the field. I mean, I know there were no big, huge names that all the Cleveland media were, were, right. were pushing. Yeah, that was a little – I think, I think most – yeah. 
I think Andrew Barry did a great job. He addressed needs. But like uh, Joel said, the first two great moves he made were Bubba Ventrone and Jim Schwartz. So let me ask you guys this. So, Musgrave, you know, we're talking about... What's that? I, I wouldn't sleep on and Bill Musgrave. Musgrave. Because Musgrave yeah. comes from a from a very wide open forgot about him. system. And that's what Deshaun Watson did in college and for most of his time yeah. in Houston. And I can't... I have a hard time wrapping my head around the idea that we're getting Elijah Moore, some speedy receivers. We're stacking that receiver room so we can put three tight ends and the fullback on the field. I, I just mm-hmm. think the offense is going to look a lot different next year. It's probably going to look a lot more wide open. I think we're going to look a lot more like the Kansas City Chiefs yep. and less like the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. There you go. Well, I don't think the – Offense is going to run through Nick Chubb anymore. It's going to run through Deshaun Watson. What? What? Uh, the, ball, the offense. The, the, the offense ran through Deshaun Watson. Why is it, Joel? Randy. Randy still thinks these. You guys, there. A couple of you guys are. Randy's always accusing me of being the guy. Like you know, the run, run the damn ball. Where did I? Where did I get that reputation? I don't know. <laughs> You're a very passionate individual, John. That's true. That's You're true. Passionate. So let me just ask this about Jim Schwartz. The fact we've talked a lot about Jim Schwartz and the other and Bubba. Is there added heat now? I mean, we talked at the end of last season with Stefanski, um, you know, having a rough end of, of the season. Is there any more stress or pressure on him now that you've got a, a, a good veteran coach like Schwartz who's, you know, is, 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 should he be threatened? Should Stefanski feel feel the heat more? Anybody want, want to go on that I one? Don't, I don't think so. Yeah. I think he can – he has uh, confidence enough in Schwartz that he doesn't really have to worry about the defense. Schwartz will okay. handle the defense. He can concentrate on yeah. Watson and the offense. That's bottom and, line. And pull down that Denny's menu from his face. Come on, yeah, that's true. The Denny's menu. Come on, look. You know, NFL coaches, new NFL coaches, like first year head time, head, first year head coaches, come in and they hire a staff. It is very common. Yes. After that first season, they fire one or both coordinators. That's very common. Yeah. Joe Woods stuck around for a while, probably too long. Okay. And now, you know, Stefanski is bringing in veterans, right? He's bringing in Schwartz. That's going to allow Stefanski to focus on the offense. You're going to bring in Bill Musgrave. Yeah. I personally think Musgrave is the de facto offensive coordinator, period. That's my opinion. Yeah. You know, and you're going to let Stefanski operate and do some of the things that he needed to be doing a little bit of a better job last year with, which is managing the locker room. Managing, he does manage the game very, very well. Yeah. But managing the media. Good, good, good managing, point. Managing a lot of things that head coaches manage. So he's taking things off his plate. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be more pressure. I think it's going to be more okay. of like he's going to settle in. Yeah, so that's great. Of settling in to what his job is. Maybe he came in a little bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, like I want to run the offense, <laughs> want to run this and run this and run that. And now he's kind of like, whoa, I've done this for a few years. I need to delegate some things to some people. Yeah. Like, let's hire some people we trust. Let's get a different defense in here. Let's. Yeah. I don't think there's more pressure. I think it's time to relax. For Stef- yeah. Yeah. Let's settle in and do Let's this. get behind Coach Stefanski. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. I think this is I think Stefanski's a really good coach. Oh yeah, yeah. He's his, keep him around. His background, I mean, he's been successful everywhere in even high school, college when he was a, an athlete. 
very astute, very smart guy. Um, and um, just, you know, I, yeah, he, if hopefully we'll, we'll see those, those successes. Um, Steve, do you, is there the anything fact, on? Yeah. I love the fact that Joel? he got on the podcast and said that he played Madden and that helped him to develop some of his <laughs> skills. And uh -huh. I tell that you was what, great. I taught, I've taught all my kids football. Okay. Yeah. All of them. I taught them all how to watch it, play it, <laughs> break it down, all of it through Madden. Cause it's like the easiest yes. platform to really learn football. That's you know, awesome. I, I play my kids in football now and they're like, we got to come up with, that was dumb. We should... Why did you do this coverage or that coverage? You should have done this in this situation. I'm like, I give up. Dude, I'm Joel, done. that's a new idea for a podcast, man. If we want, we're going to do a podcast. Let's, let's, let's bring in Madden, man. We can, we can, we can do a whole show. You can, <laughs> you can break down the, you know, and that would be fa fascinating. Madden is so, a video we, game. What now? Madden is a video game. It's, it's not real life football. Oh, I it's not real life football, but Madden is a video game. <laughs> I got you. Things that work in men don't work in real life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, hey, Steve, let me go to you real quick. Let's let's look forward just a little bit. I know you've been probably tracking this a little bit with the free agents, um, some yeah. players that are out there still. Um, I'm writing. <laughs> I'm working on an article that would be like a some bargains um, that are possible for the Browns. What do you see, Steve, right now as far as uh, a couple guys that potentially Cleveland could grab? Um, you have anybody I'm, in I'd, mind? I'd like them to at least sign a, a, a another safety. Um, yeah. I've, I've got my eyes on uh, what's his name? Hold on. Joshua Kalul, who played for the Titans last year. He's kind of yes. like do everything. Yeah, number five, four, yeah. five safety. They could get him veteran minimum. Um, you've got Ronnie McLeod still out there. He, right, I mean, you you can sign. A good. Where's McLeod play safety. last year? Where was he? Tell me again uh, where he was. He was um, Indianapolis. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, you know, usually, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a salary cap guy because yes. I'm an accountant, so I had to become a salary <laughs> cap guy. I'm not as dedicated as uh, uh, Jack Duffin is, who's. That's totally right. Fabulous. Jack's great at that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, last year. Uh, Andrew Berry spent about 117% of the salary cap. And right now he's at about 114%. So he oh. could still add a few, few free agents. I don't think they will be like fast and furious type stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like the, the guard center. They just signed West Martin. It's kind of yeah. under radar. Kind there, of thing, there you but, go. Yeah. Yeah. And those, those kind of signings. Where do but we he needs another, they need another veteran safety. Where do you, I mean, Joel, I like the yeah. Anthony bell, but. We need yeah. another veteran safety. Um, any okay? Any other ones out there, Joel? You have or the other question I had for both of you is, uh, you know, we're talking about. Uh, I didn't mention this on our notes earlier, but Cream Hunt, you know, he's still sitting out there. I wrote a little bit piece about him last week. Um, maybe thoughts on that? Or do you think that where does he end up going? Is it going to be something where he doesn't get signed by somebody until uh, training camp? Thoughts on that, Joel? Or any other free agents? Uh, interesting to talk about this with a salary cap guy, but I mean, I love Cream Hunt. Love it. Loved it when they picked him up. I'm absolutely yeah. all for second chance guys. Yes. All, all, I mean, people get so mad about these second chance guys. They did this, this, this. You don't win football games with Boy Scouts. 
That was Mike Penn, and I think he's absolutely right. You don't win football games with Boy Scouts. And Kareem Hunt is not a Boy Scout, but he's a good football player. I'm not sure you give a running back a third contract. Yeah. I mean, no. he's just finished the second one. Didn't end, he did not end the season with a bang. So he's going to be one of those one-year prove-it deals with a team that needs a receiving running back. Yeah. So, I mean, I can see him going back to Kansas City. Okay. Uh, yeah. Maybe a team that's just looking like, like a, a team that's got a workhorse like the Browns. You need a third down guy for, for Hunt. I mean, yeah. So, I, I, now I, there's I'm, a. I'm not trying to identify teams. I'm just saying this guy is a third down specialty player at this point. Right now, that as far as the Browns picking up anybody else, I mean they might find somebody in the draft, but then there's like that that McKinnon guy. Who was playing for the Chiefs? I know, like Randy and I've talked about him a little bit. That might be an interesting last-minute pickup for the Browns. The I forget the kids. Yeah, I mean, What's the yeah? I think the the, the kids from Kansas City. Yeah, the kids from yeah. Kansas City. Yeah. yeah, McKinnon. Yeah, yeah. The trend there is to get a small guy that can like run routes and be dangerous in the open field. I mean, that's yeah. where the offenses kind of work. I mean, and that's not really Nick Chubb's game. I mean, Nick no. Chubb. Is a, get in a hole and run through it and then run over two or three people on the way to the end zone. Uh, I mean, the way that you guys describe the offense coming up, I mean, it's going to be a run and gun. I mean, Chubb should have, you know, with that wide open offense, when he does get carries, he should be able to, you know, get, get gaps and and, and yardage. I think Chubb is going to have a good year. It's going to be picking and choosing spots. Like I think the offense is primarily going to be a running option style or throwing option style offense but when he yeah. gets you get the right numbers in the box he's going to be very dangerous so if you got six in the box versus five in the box I mean Nick Chubb's yeah. going to run over somebody and that's going to be super dangerous so yeah. I think Chubb's going to have a good year um yeah. if he, you know but it's going to be you got to find the right boxes you know yes yeah Steve what are your thoughts yeah. on on Chubb going forward this next you think you're anticipating I- a good year I anticipate a very good year. Um, he's Nick Chubb. Come on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's you, see. You, that's where I under. I think people and I. That's where I. I, I know that it's it, he's just a running back, but he's a special running back. And people, it's, it's he this, is. this conversation that kind of like he's entering a zone where he'll be end up being the second behind Jim Brown if he get. And like you talked earlier, Joel, if he gets that third. Does he get, does he get a third contract? I don't know, but Steve, what do you what are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, this 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 draft is loaded with running backs. I mean, Mm -hmm. you could get an extremely good back on day three. Yeah. And Andrew Barry proves that he gets ready for free for for players to leave by drafting. Yeah. Kareem, Kareem Hunt gone. Hello, Jerome Ford. So, you know, yeah. So I could see him drafting somebody late. I mean, the third day, you know. uh, There's a kid out of East Carolina that I like, man. He had some speed. I can't think of the kid's last name, but but I I, can't either. um, Uh, The kid from um, Kansas State, the kid from North. Oh, yeah. Deuce Deuce Vaughn. uh, Yeah. Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn. I love Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Hey, Joel. Chubb here. I mean, I'm just going to tell you, this one, I could toot my own horn. Uh, when that draft came around with with uh, Saquon Barkley, I wrote article after article about how the real gym of this draft is Nick Chubb. And I remember um, this was when I would 
offer to all the dog pound daily writers hey if you want to learn how to scout you want to learn how to yeah break down film i'll do this with yeah. you all and someone wanted to learn how to break down tight ends like all right we'll watch this penn state game because it was interested in mike Gusecki. so i picked the penn state versus georgia game right really so you've got nick chubb in that game and you've got um the other guy that went to new england sonny michelle sonny michelle oh there you I'm go yeah so i'm like who's this nick chubb guy he yes. hits the hole, he runs through the hole, he runs through people, he's got great vision. Yeah. What in the world? And, you know, so we're watching Penn State, right? So I'm yeah. watching Saquon Barkley on the other side of the ball, and I'm like, how do people think Saquon Barkley is better than Nick Chubb? He just runs side to side like Barry Sanders, looking yeah. to dodge everybody, but he's not going to do that in the NFL, and he hasn't. Basically. Right. He's not going to be able to dodge him in the NFL, but if he can break loose, he's pretty good. But I remember writing article after article like, Nick Chubb, drafted Chubb, Nick drafted Chubb, and then they went to the second round, right? And they got the second and the fourth pick, I think is what it was. Okay. And they picked Austin Corbett. I about lost it. Oh. Like, how did you <laughs> pick Austin Corbett over Nick Chubb? And then luckily he fell to the next the next Browns pick, and they took him. I was like throwing a party, but you know, <laughs> Nick Chubb is everything you want in a running back, particularly in an outside zone style offense. He's the perfect fit. Yeah. Now, the question just is, what are the Browns doing on offense and what's his role going to be? And you're probably going to have to have somebody that's younger and faster and better hands than Kareem Hunt. And yeah. cheaper. And cheaper. Yeah. Steve, what do you, yeah. what, when you're looking at the, uh, you've looked at the draft, at what, you know, third round, we got the 74th pick. I guess first, I mean, we're going to keep that pick or we're going to move down a little bit. What are your initial look? What are you thinking there that, 74 pick and are we talking running backs are we going to wait for the later rounds i'm thinking probably but steve what are your initial takes and then joel I'll uh, well i have no <laughs> idea that's yeah. the beauty of free agency and andrew barry he does free agency so he doesn't have to be pigeonholed for a certain player i could see yeah. a linebacker um, yep i could that's see you know, I could see him dropping down a there's, little bit. He there's always, a guy. I'm sorry. There's always, a guy. I, I apologize, Steve. Go ahead. He always gets picks for next year. I mean, he trades picks to get picks for next year. And looking at this roster right now, you're pretty much got your 53. So is he going to draft eight players? Heck no, he's not going to draft <laughs> eight players. Good point. Good yeah, point. I agree with that. I do think he'll probably take his third round picks, though. I think it's those okay. four, fifth, six, seventh. Maybe what is maybe. it? What do we have? Seventy-four and ninety-nine. I'm is not sure. Ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. Yeah. Now, what about there's that kid from? I guess what I was there's a couple linebackers you mentioned, kind of linebackers. So I was looking at um, the kid from Arkansas. Um, yeah. He's kind of a, a hybrid, sort of a edge right. linebacker type. Can't think of the, for the life of me the last name right now. But then the other kid from Iowa that I've written about a little bit. Uh, I think I was Campbell, yeah. And there's also yeah. that kid from Army. Okay, what's his? He name? is. He is weird. He's he's he could be <laughs> as big as a defensive line, but also could be as light as a linebacker. I, I've seen him on some mock drafts go to the Browns with that seventy yes. fourth pick. That always becomes the question of: Is he going to get a deferral of service to let him play football? Yeah. I don't know. That's always the question with those academy guys. It'll yeah, be fun. That's very true. Regardless, we're going to have a lot of fun here on the network too. We're going to be doing, um, you know, uh, 
during the draft. I think we, we want to do a few shows, especially when they, the Browns start to get into that, you know, second and third day and start doing some picks. And so looking forward to that, uh, we'll bring you the news right, right after I think our plan, I talking to the guys at our network last night, you know, we were talking about kind of a game plan and trying to get that out. Um, to uh, everybody, you know, right, right after the, those picks. And so we could have a little, you know, 10, 15 minute discussion. So looking forward to those kind of things too, but um, you know, the Browns, I, yeah. I think if you get in the third round, I think the Browns are going to target defensive line. And I will point out they have targeted defensive line. I think pretty consistently. I mean, they've drafted three guys. I can think of yep. all the time. They had Elliot Togiai and uh, Winfrey. Yeah. Two yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. So I do think they'll target defensive tackle, but it'll be interesting because the Browns have always taken, you know, secondary, particularly corners. Yeah. And I think that's because Joe Woods has always been a very, we're defending the pass. And I'll okay. tell you, we're going to defend the pass. Um, yeah. You know, I think the whole defense was set up to, we're going to defend the pass, which was why it was so bad against the run. Right. Uh, Schwartz isn't going to run that kind of defense. So it'll be interesting to see if they decide to use some, early quote-unquote draft capital this year on defensive tackles and if they do what are they drafting in defensive tackle right i'm gonna try i'll give it go ahead Uh, i don't know if they're gonna try to find some small quick guy or if they're gonna try to find some you know fat andrew billings kind of guy and like put him in those (laughs) i'm off with a big fat guy you know i'll give you a name yeah what's the name fat guy dance (laughs) <laughs> that's right i'll give you a name they met with him at the combine and they've had him in for a visit is uh, he's from florida defensive tackle mm-hmm. javon dexter okay now he could be there on the third he'll be there on the third day okay yeah so they've already met with him twice and that's usually it seems like the browns select somebody that we aren't talking about like right yep. now like we there's some of these popular names that keep circulating Benton and other guys that, you know, um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think that's the kind of name Dexter. You heard it first here on the Johnny <laughs> Cleveland podcast, the new fanatical elves network on Breaking fans news. first. Sports I mean, network. Like 310 pounds and runs a four eight forty. Oh, today's NFL man right there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Today's NFL. Yeah. Yep. Jeez. I'll never man. forget um, I can't think of his name from uh, Carolina, the big defensive tackle. Davion Roy chasing down our quarterback from behind. Big 330-pound Bravion Roy chasing down Jacoby Brissett and catching him from behind. I'm like, what yeah. in the world kind of are we, are we living in right now? <laughs> well, 330-pound Bravion Roy running a 4840, you know, and that's about what percent runs, you know, and he just yeah. shoots down from behind. I'm like, I'm like, what am I watching? <laughs> so well, what are you guys? A, yeah. Steve, go there's ahead. A new, there's a new workout video of our new defensive tackle, Maurice Hurst, on a treadmill at 290 pounds going 21 miles an hour. Wow. <laughs> well, that's so much of a heart problem, right? <laughs> that was in the draft. Remember, he fell in the draft. Yeah. He had a heart condition. So yeah. Oh, practice. that's what happened. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... I remember that draft. I remember just screaming at my TV, "Draft Maurice Hurst!" Uh huh. Come on. Yeah. Well, you you scream at your TV a lot. 
<laughs> well, you know, I only I, do that during Browns games. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we have the old uh, re repeat run. If you're watching the show on YouTube, I'm recycling the uh, Cleveland uh, Washington game. Um, Steve noted that um, is that game continuing from the last time we had our had our little meeting? And I, uh, yes, so it's on a all all day loop, you know. Kind of like the kind of like the music in the background here of of this wonderful uh, podcast. <laughs> Why that game, John? Just just curious. I don't because it's the only thing that I can pull up on YouTube on my on on the, on the uh, right. I'm gonna have to do some research to how to change that out. But just get some classic games. You can find the uh, Browns Jets playoff game. I think. 1987, the playoff game. Yeah, get one of those. I was the, there, uh, man. Were we, Steve? Were you there? Or the or the 2014 game here in Nashville, the big comeback. Oh, yeah, there the you go. There's game. another one. What other ones we got? Let's see. 99. I was at that game. <laughs> you were there. Yeah, the uh, Tim Couch uh, game where they beat the uh, what Saints? Wasn't that another one? Back I was in... also at that game. Were you there? Really? Yeah, I was there. I was down there with the Browns backers. Oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah we've had fantastic. some really good, we've had some great, great, exciting ends to games. And uh, hopefully the Browns can get things, you know, managed, turned around a little bit this year. You know, the last, you know, last year was, you know, just a lot of things, you know, where it didn't like, you know, the removal now of Joe Woods and bringing in Jim Schwartz now. I think all these things are hopefully going to, like you said, Joel, you know, re relieve, Coach Stefanski kind of give him an opportunity to kind of focus on the offense, which is, you know, right now he's picking up Elijah Moore. Um, some of the other guys, you know, the other guy that we haven't even talked about, and he's a veteran, and hopefully he makes this team the the uh, Mar Marquise a good win. I I know he's not going to catch a whole bunch of footballs this year, and hopefully he makes the team and gets through spring training, but or training camp. But um, I always liked his backstory. I don't know if you guys probably have followed it maybe a little bit, but you know he has a a, a sister that was uh, has a severe handicap um, from years ago, and then you know recently he's had this. His his wife and he have had several children. There were some mis miscarriages and some things like that. Ooh, but just wow. a really really good. I mean, not a good. That's not good. But um, he was a, a track star at, at Texas. He ran the, at the Olympic trials um, as well prior to coming into the NFL. Um, he just seems like a well-rounded sort of balanced kind of kind of guy. I think he could help this team from a veteran point, you know. So I'm looking Veterans forward to never hurt. No, not at all. Any final thoughts before we're gonna I we've got a couple things to wrap up, but anything else that you have seen in the last week or or, or look some things that you're looking forward to uh, monitoring over the next week or so from either of you? I'll start off. I mean, sure. I just heard about Baker Mayfield rumors in Baltimore. Oh. I don't know anything about this, but that would make complete sense to me uh, if he turned down something to Baltimore. But him going to Baltimore would make sense. Todd Monken's there. They run the air yeah. raid. He ran yeah. the air raid at yeah. Oklahoma, or Oklahoma. He had Todd Monken here in Cleveland when he had his best year. That would make yeah. a lot of sense. I mean, they're going to they're going from one kind of simplistic one option one read two read offense yeah to another kind of simplistic one two read offense yeah and, and uh, i think baker would fit in well in that kind of a system but if you're going to sit down and ask baker to read defenses and make accurate passes you're in trouble i mean we've all seen it so yes. 
put him back in that area stuff that he was doing when he was in Cleveland and they were doing yeah. well with it. Yeah. I think he could be all right. So I'm glad he's not in Baltimore. Um, yes. Doing an air raid because he's actually good at that. So yes. maybe, uh, maybe Tampa Bay needs to figure that out. Get themselves. <laughs> yes, he's now the air to Tom Brady. So, <laughs> no. Sorry, Tampa and, fans. Well, I hate to, you know, well, I, my wife's family lives in Tampa and they're all Tampa fans. So I got to listen to that. That's but, right. You know, speaking of Baltimore, all I got to say is uh, karma's a bitch. <laughs> uh huh. That's it. Karma, I, I, 100% karma. Agree. 100% agree. I have, I literally have a Twitter account, but all I do is just troll the Ravens and Ravens fans. See, the, really? the thing that, the thing that really upsets me, is if Dallas or New England had done that guaranteed contract? Yep, they would have been considered geniuses. And yep. we would have heard on ESPN nonstop how well run they are and how trailblazers they are. But Cleveland I think that, does it. I mean, Casey uh, for Dog Pound Daily is it Casey? He wrote an article kind of reviewing this last week, like just that take, just crazy how these national guys come out. Um, what is it? Rich Eisen and somebody else came out and just basically, you know, again, blaming the Browns. They're getting paid by the NFL. Mm -hmm. Just absolutely nuts. I mean, it's Cleveland against the world, you know. It's, it's uh... I, mean, I could talk for 45 minutes on this issue, but I'll just keep it yeah, real same brief. here. Real brief. Go. People with guaranteed contracts from the NFL complaining about other people trying to get guaranteed contracts in the NFL. I mean, come on. Exactly. And let's just sit there and like defend billionaires. I mean, yeah. Word to the wise, they want your money. Yes. They don't want to give away money. Yes. And if they don't like guaranteed contracts, take out the idiotic rule that you have to put all the assets into uh, an escrow account to cover the contract. They make the rules. Yeah. And if you don't like it, change it yeah yeah it's clear that the nfl player association has no power just institute a new rule and right. move on yes um oh i have one other so we're gonna do this um and i, I didn't tell you guys this is kind of a surprise i'm gonna have everybody um uh be very quiet because we have to go to a break <laughs> so we can put the advertisements in so when I say break, we're going to all not talk for three seconds <laughs> and I'm going to turn the music down and then we'll talk when we come back for break. So we're going to go on break. Okay. We're back from break. Thanks. Uh, so go ahead and finish your thought there, Joel. I apologize for that. I wanted to. Oh, I think I was done with my thought, but that was amazing. Okay. Break. Thank you. So, <laughs> Uh, I'm learning. I'm learning all these tricks of the trade. So, but, so we're back from break. This is the Johnny Cleveland podcast. What I wanted to finish up with first off, Joel and Steve, you've been appreciate you coming on on this show. You know, part of what we're working on, and and Joel and Steve are really going to be part of this, is building this network, our our fanatical L's network too for the Brownies, and having some additional shows and some additional insight. So as you can tell, if you've listened to this show today, 
you know, Joel and Steve are, are have a wealth of knowledge when we talk about the Browns. And, and if you're a fan, like, like we all are, uh, please make sure to come back and tune in. Uh, we're going to be like adding some shows. We're going to have a new show, um, hopefully starting next week called the fanatical elves network show. And, um, so we're going to have these guys Very back good. on. Yeah. And we're gonna have some other new guys, some other guys that they mentioned Rod and then Brad, um, are going to be the other contributors. Actually, Joel, Joel is doing a double header today. Um, Joel is going to run over to do his Iron uh, Man. Iron Man. He's going to go do <laughs> oh, a his show with Rod. Rod has his own show called The Browns Blitz, and he usually does that with his uh, brother, I believe, Jeff. And so they're going to be doing a show with Joel. And so you're going to get to hear Joel twice over the next couple of days if you tune in back to our network. And hit on, we're, our, uh, our podcasts um, are going to be – we're right now we're on Spotify – we're on iHeartRadio. We're on Amazon Music. So uh, make sure that you you know do a do a search for our our um, show, and you can listen to us. So Joel, enjoy that uh, later tonight. Going over there to talk to uh, Rod. He's a Rod is a great guy. Many of you follow him on Twitter already. Uh, great writer, great contributor, um, and I'm excited to have him on board as well. Um, Brad and I, Brad, who lives up in uh, Pepper Pike up there in Cleveland, he's going to be on our Johnny Cleveland show. We're going to have our next episode next Tuesday. So tune in for that. Um, so before I leave, so I, on our network, we've been on our Twitter page, we are giving away a Cleveland Browns pullover. So we have actually been able to uh, gather some, a good uh, following so far. We've got over 200 some followers right now and so if you're listening to this or when we put it out there on the air make sure that you uh send this to your friends who are browns fans let's get everybody to follow our shows um so we have a winner um did this uh, randomly picked a name out of the hat uh before the show started so th- this these are one of our new followers they also re- help retweet our our posts for the for the pullover and our winner is his name is ken Ken is the fall guy, 1959. Congratulations, Ken. Yeah. Ken. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> Ken. We will get that um, posted on Twitter and whatnot. So please, I hope you tune in and listen to this and, and hear your name. Ken, you are the winner. So uh, again, congrats. Congratulations, Ken. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're just excited to be here to talk, talk Cleveland sport, Cleveland Browns and, uh, Look forward to many more of these opportunities. You can tell already that these guys that are, are with me are gonna are gonna really help out and really get this uh, network going. So again, uh, thanks both of you, Joel and Steve, for uh, tuning in. Uh, I'm gonna turn on our, our closing music so you can stay there and uh, uh, we'll we'll quiet. Wait a minute. Oh, you got a new hat. It's opening day, it's opening oh. day baby. Oh, there you go. Let's go, Guardians. <laughs> That's too bad they're on at like midnight or something tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be in bed. <laughs> again, thanks, guys, for being on. Uh, again, this is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. And like I always end the show, everybody remember to, that's right, keep smiling. <laughs>